What up? Oh, hi, Denzel. Been a bit. Hey there. Hey, Chet. How's it going? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You know, I've been better. Uh, what, what What's wrong, boo? Your boy is sick. Yeah. Uh, I think I transitioned from having strep to having uh, the flu. I'm sick. So I'm not entirely sure what's going on, man. My my immune system, about once a year, gets fucked really badly. Sweet. Uh, yeah. I was going to say sick, but that would be a little too on the nose. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been a great pun, too. <laughs> you really dropped the ball on that one. Nah, I figured it was too obvious. My The listeners expect better out of me by now. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I, would, I would hope they do. Yeah. How was your weekend, chat? Uh, my weekend. I don't remember much of it. That's not like a, I got blackout drunk, parted too hard. I don't remember much of it. No, it was like I didn't really do a whole lot. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do a ton either, honestly. Uh, oh, I drank beer out of a boot. Oh, yeah. I saw that picture. Yeah. yeah. How big was that thing? That was 60 ounces of beer. That's a lot of beer. It was a lot of fucking beer, man. Yeah, that's like, that's five cans. That's, that was, that's a power hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I managed to put it down in about a half hour. Fuck. Well, we've done that before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And the the lady that was at the brewery, uh, Duckfoot Brewing here in San Diego, she had said that somebody once did that or somebody did it earlier in that day uh-huh. and they did it in eight minutes. What the fuck, y'all? Yeah. All yeah. right. Impressive. Quite. Impressive. That reminds me, my, uh, my dad in Cozumel, there was a bar that uh, they have... Uh, a yard of beer you know like what they do at fat tuesdays and stuff if you haven't seen those it's basically like a giant funnel or of, a yard house oh yeah yeah yard house oh, there's a, there's a bunch of places that do that but yeah it's a yard of beer and the, it was a contest of how quickly you can drink a yard of beer except they didn't they could you could request what beer how you want it etc so he he got cool corona not in the stupid novelty yard. He just wanted like uh, glasses of them. So he the the previous record was like four minutes. He did it in two. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. God damn. And um and then projectile vomited everywhere. Oh, that's dope. But the winner got like their whole party. Their tab is free. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And he was with like his whole crew because he was working on a ship, and they were they were docked for the oh, for the yeah. week or something. So yeah. slowly fucking up the environment. Hell yeah! yeah. I, I think it was before they were even doing the oil drilling. But anyway, <laughs> but I think they were laying down fiber optic cable. But, oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. So providing internet to the world slowly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the whole crew was just like, yeah, this shit's free tonight. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Man, I wish, I mean, in retrospect, uh, drinking that beer wasn't a good idea, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Because I had just started feeling better. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, fuck it. Let me, let me, let me go talk to this lady that I'm seeing. Let me go drink this beer. Let me live. Yeah. And by the way, I'm seeing a lady now. Ooh. I asked her to be on the podcast and she said no. <laughs> Hey, you got yourself not, a good one. Not on this podcast, but like to do a bonus episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, the stakes are lower on the bonus episodes. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like we could just sit around and fuck around. Yeah. You yeah. Know? For sure. 
just get her to do i want to get connie to come in for a bonus episode yeah have her come in this weekend i hmm, i might actually be able to okay we got to record a bunch of shit this weekend <laughs> yeah. shout out to everybody supporting us on patreon by the way yeah i'll bring in your names next week and read them off uh we appreciate your support it means a lot to us, especially because we get to just keep doing dumb shit like me playing a bunch of Cuphead and being really fucking bad at it. Yeah, you're going to be getting some Let's Plays out of me, too. I uh, I was playing through Shovel Knight and I recorded all of that, except I would say about, about half of the footage that I actually got is usable. Like the first two hours... I fucked up the audio. So, you, I mean, you could watch the gameplay if you really wanted to. But that's it. You can't hear the what the fuck I'm saying. Oh, boo. Uh, and then and then the third to last segment I recorded, I decided to do them in shorter segments after that because if I fuck up, it won't be as big of a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have any video. Oh, So nice. you can hear the game and you can hear my frustration, especially in that stage. And uh, you can't see it. I mean, shit. You can see all of my frustration, or you can hear all of my frustration and see this shitty gameplay of Cuphead for me. There you go. Oh, my God. Are you using OBS to record? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's... What I what happened... So, the first time, I just didn't check my audio levels. I kept it at the levels I use when I'm streaming, but Shovel Knight in particular is really loud. Oh. So I should have dropped it to like negative 30 dB. I had it at zero. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that that all got kind of fucked up. You can kind of hear me because I'm yelling at times. And then the next fuck up was because I use studio mode when I'm when I'm streaming. So I can do like a, hey, we're going to be starting soon. And then I actually put up the footage. I forgot to switch it over. So it was doing a video feed from something that wasn't on. Nice. So I'm like, fuck. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I just use whatever the plain mode is. The like the one the single screen one. Oh, uh, okay. Not studio mode. Yeah, I, I just use that. I usually will start studio mode and then turn it off because okay. I don't really need to transition beyond anything past that. It's just, you know, in case I need to get stuff set up while like if I'll make an announcement of like, "Hey, I'm going to be streaming it." And then like I'll put that up and then prepare everything and etc okay okay but yeah i was an idiot so yeah well, but I, i've beaten the game you could always just do it again i can't i definitely can and i might because i haven't 100 percented the game and i think on my next playthrough i want to it'll also be a lot more competent because yeah, there's enough. that game it's not stupid hard but it is difficult so like there's there are definitely parts where I got stuck to stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But on my next playthrough it'll be a little better, I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've the problem is the inverse for me on Cuphead. The game is stupid hard. Right. And I'm not competent. So <laughs> it's I it's it's fucking difficult. Uh I played two hours so far. Okay. And I'm still in the first world. I'm Out of looking, how many? Uh, three. Okay, that's not so bad. I mean, the the issue is even even as I get better at the game, it's easy to tell that I'm bad at it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting so much better 
between the playthroughs of each one that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So one boss I'll do, I'll just die like 50 fucking times to Jeez. one boss and then I'll go fight the next boss and then come back to that boss that I was having trouble on. And this is exactly what happened. In fact, I went to fight another boss because I had given up at the end of one playthrough uh-huh. and came back to that boss that I had originally given up on and I beat it like on the second or third try. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. I mean, and it's easy to tell, like, I'm just not good at it. So, <laughs> yikes. All right. Yeah. I uh, Hopefully, I'll beat it. I don't know if I'm going to beat it. I mean, there's co-op, right? Yeah. We'll get through it together. All right. Yeah. We can <laughs> we can play some of that this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, t- it's difficult to say. Like, I really enjoy the game. The music is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Have I you- haven't actually, like, watched anything of that game. I need to... I mean, I'll, I'll probably be playing it this weekend. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, it's good. It's like the music is really good. The uh, the art, of course, is very good. Yeah, that's... I think the gameplay is amazing. Cool, cool, cool. I think as a whole, I think like as a as a package, I think that game is fucking tight. And some people you'll see online complaining about like. Oh, it's too hard. Either that or the platforming levels aren't like well thought out or some shit. Oh, and they're okay. like just hard. And it's like, eh, I mean, it's supposed to be a boss rush game. Right. Someone was saying, I read online that the stages are kind of a side note. It's basically like just a means to get to the next boss fight, which is where all the, the real meat of the game is. Yeah, there are only four of the platforming levels anyway. Oh. And there are like 15 bosses or something like that. Okay, then. So there are two platforming levels per world. And you get like 30 coins to buy your power-ups or whatever. And you kind of just... I mean, I can't really imagine how else you would get currency if you weren't using those. Like, using the platforming levels. Like, you could find them around the world if they really wanted to put on a scavenger hunt or something. <laughs> but, or they could introduce different challenges, like, beat X boss in under X amount of time, and I'll give you X amount of coins or whatever. Yeah. But, oh, uh, like, none of that really matters. I mean, that sounds harder. Doing, like, boss challenges sounds harder than putting in platforming. Like, that seems like a, a means of getting people their power-ups without a barrier of difficulty that's as high yeah yeah that's probably true yeah yeah well i i'm i really like shovel knight i've played through the basic main shovel knight campaign there's two more dlc campaigns i bought them all because it came like that so yeah very cool game i really enjoy it it's a lot like it's a lot of Mega Man and castlevania influence but with unique mechanics to it. And I fucking dig it. Like, if we can get more indie games like that, I'm down. Okay. And less like Undertale? No, I liked Undertale. It was fun. I hate the fan base, but... Yeah. Um, you know what? some shit. <laughs> I read something online on Twitter, and I wouldn't even consider this a hot take. But the person just said... Well, of course, you don't like X's fan base. Every fan base of everything is fucking obnoxious. That's just like, huh. Yeah, that's 
more accurate than I'd like it to be. But yeah, because when you have vocal fans of something, like my biggest thing with Brony, Bronies was when I first really realized this opinion of mine. What I dislike about Bronies in particular, nothing is that good. Nothing is worth dedicating your life to. Like, these people are practically religious about My Little Pony. And you can say whatever you want about, oh, it's meant for little girls. Oh, but it's about friendship and it's, it's well animated. Okay, fine. The show is decent. Cool. But is it worth, like, changing your life over? Nothing's that good. Nothing is that good. You can you can be as obnoxious of a fan as bronies are for Naruto, for Rick and Morty. That's a recent one that's come up a lot. Yeah. I'm that big of a fan for pussy. Well, hey, well, hey. God damn. Yeah, but you're actually getting something out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're getting the pussy. Yep. Yep. Well, hopefully she doesn't <laughs> listen to this show. I would change my life for the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I will get a white foot of pussy. Anyway. Um, I don't know, man. The, the whole Rick and Morty shit that's come up. I, as soon as you saw it one time, you saw it like 30 after that. Because yeah. somebody posted like some fake meme or whatever from a guy on Facebook. Yeah. That, that comment. And then you saw a bunch of articles come up. And it was just like, dog, you guys aren't even fucking original. Instead of stealing content, instead of aggregating content on your website, now you're just writing whack unoriginal think pieces. Yup. God. Yeah, no. <laughs> Rick and Morty fans are currently the new bronies. And uh, no, no, I mean, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, Oh, as far as being punching bags go. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not saying it's as bad, but it's also like, I've, I've seen multiple instances of like Facebook groups that are like hardcore Rick and Morty fans. That are like, Oh, we only believe in intellectual posts. We don't care if we offend you. No SJWs. And then people are like, you know, starting to sound like, starting to sound like the Council of Ricks out here. Little ironic, don't you think? Oh, Going boy. Forming, forming your group mentality. Yeah. Oh, Think boy. about that. I, I don't know, man. Uh, that's one of those things that I've been considering deeply recently. And it's just kind of like we don't care if we offend you type attitudes. And it's just like, yeah, there's a difference between being an asshole and saying something innocuous that also coincides with being offensive. Right. Right. And I don't feel like a lot of people are able to make that distinction. Like I have stopped, I've excised the, the F word from my vocabulary yeah. because I just don't like saying it. Yeah. Right? Like there's, there's, there's so much else you could say. Yes. Things that don't have deep-seated, horrible backgrounds to them. Yeah. And, it, like, I understand from an academic perspective where you say something along the lines of, okay, so if you're going to, if you want to have an intellectual conversation about the usage of these words, then rather than saying the F word, you need to say the word. And oh, like, yeah. To, to a certain degree, I understand what they're saying, and sure. I get that. Like. I don't really think white people should be out here saying the N-word, but in the context of Huckleberry Finn, for example, I don't think that should be censored because that was the time it was it, like to take that away, especially with how offensive the word is now. It actually makes a more powerful point that Jim, nigger Jim, 
if you really get down, was the only good person in the book. Everyone else was a bunch of assholes. He's the only good person. And I think having that dehumanize him as his title, I think that's an important point that the book is making. So mm-hmm. to take that away, you're taking away this very important speaking point. But that is a very specific context in which I am accepting of the word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like people. People swear like just because I don't want to be called nigger, it's like I'm very super sensitive. Right? No, it's, fu- it's a bad word. It's not. I don't want to. And this is another weird thing. Like I don't want to be part of a community in which that you word is used freely. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like many racial slurs are used freely. One, because I don't want to be associated with those people. And two, like what's the point of building a community if you don't want to be like inclusive, right? I mean, like I understand if you want a certain type of person, but what I've noticed is like with the usage of that word, like when it's any racial slur or any derogatory term pointed towards certain people, what you get is the same type of fucking idiot edgelord that hangs out on the internet that doesn't really have anything unique or original to say. They're just good at rephrasing other people's points. Yeah. I find a lot of those... We don't care if we offend you types or like the, the recently woke red pill kind of person. What ends up happening is they'll find their guy. They'll find Ben Shapiro will say some point that sounds valid. But if you just think about it just a little bit, just put a little thought to it. Then now he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that's that's another big problem I fucking have with those people that hang out on YouTube. Uh, one of one of the friends that we have, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I don't know if you actually know him. Never mind. But uh, he recently became red pilled. Oh, so sick. he's been posting a lot of red pill shit on, and we're not talking about the dating red pill. We're talking about red pill philosophy. Red oh, pill. Oh yeah, yeah, like. The, the mainstream media is lying to everyone, Red Pill. Yeah, yeah, because for some reason they both have the same name. It's well, a lot of the same people, I think. Like, if, if you're anti-feminist, <laughs> I'm putting this with heavy air quotes, but if you're anti-feminist, you probably also ascribe to a lot of the same beliefs. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you see, like, these, he's been posting a lot of shit like that. And, like, for some fucking reason... He has some weird idea that the free market would end all discrimination that exists. And it's just like, like, I, I can, I can tell because this guy used to be a therapist. He used Mm. to, he used to be a relationship counselor. So he, the way that he used to approach everything was from the other side, right? Like if somebody were to say like, oh, well, you know, this person spit in my mouth during sex and I really didn't like it. He would come at it from the other side and say like, well, maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was this, maybe it was that. But if it really made you feel that way, then you need to go speak with them about it and you need to sort out this issue. So on and so forth. And he would do things like that. But what he's doing now is he's just not even considering the other side (laughs) because like, 
when you when you say something as stupid as the free market will end all discrimination and then you actually have some handle on history such as redlining or if two resumes are submitted with one black name and one white name the white person's getting the call back like 55 percent of the time or something like that i think it's a lot more than that actually yeah, yeah i think it might be in the high 70s actually yeah. so Shit like that. And he says, like, oh, the free market will get rid of all of that. And it's just like, dog, like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, who the fuck are you talking to online? This that thought in a vacuum. Yes. Like if everybody was rational and everybody made sense all the time. Yes. That thought makes sense. But it also that concept also requires that everyone is currently on equal footing. Yeah. Because if everyone has the same spending power, yeah, totally, then you want everyone's money. But if things are a little skewed, I mean, it's, it, it sounds like you're speaking to the concept of echo chambers. Oh, and, yeah. And like you get left book and right book, as some people are starting to call them. But like, you know, you, you join Facebook groups that have all similar mentalities. You If you curate your twitter feeds it's all the same mentalities like you can you can really curate your own social media experience to only fit your worldview you know if you're on reddit only subscribing to to certain subreddits etc you're only going to see one point of view and you become totally deaf to the other side i mean to the point where i've i've wanted to avoid that so much that i don't really follow anything that lean or I don't I don't watch any pundits that lean my own way like I don't need to to have my beliefs reaffirmed I know what I believe and I know why I believe it but I want someone to undermine my beliefs I want to know why I should think otherwise and thus far hasn't happened I typically will watch people who I don't agree with yeah and that's the only way to have my beliefs challenged. I do watch a few people here and there that are like, you know, they're, they're people that I might have similar beliefs to, but ultimately, like, I don't agree wholeheartedly with them, but I don't agree wholeheartedly with anyone, really. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I'll, I'll watch them and I'll kind of get an idea of what the popular talking points are Mm -hmm. and then i'll go watch somebody with an opposing point of view and then i'll find out what the opposing talking points are and one thing that a streamer put really nicely recently was the ability of some people to have in-depth conversations about specific topics now my buddy who's out here posting all his red pill shit on the internet he stopped responding after i gave him certain bits of information on each one of his posts Mm -hmm. so let's say for instance he says okay so the free market will stop discrimination and i say no it won't those are the highest level ideas right sure his is pro free market stopping discrimination mine is anti sure but in his instance because whatever circles he's hanging around in he doesn't have any idea what props up that idea right because there's no one challenging it so he doesn't have to the conversation doesn't have to go any deeper for him yeah exactly yeah exactly but i'm over here on like wokeness level three (laughs) and i'm just like dog no you're like you're this idea doesn't hold water once you get down here right and he can't 
he can't have this conversation yeah, a on lot wokeness of, a level lot three. A lot of people can't have conversations anything beyond surface level when it comes to specific issues. Like, I don't expect everyone to be knowledgeable on every issue. And I, I can very... Uh, I can very openly say that I can't have that level of conversation about every issue. There's some issues I just don't care about. Yes. <laughs> like some people will, will often paint me like, oh, you're liberal. You must you must care so much about this bullshit liberal thing. Like, no, I actually don't really care about that very specific instance. Like do what you want. It doesn't affect me or anyone else. So have your country music, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There, some people are just so fucking stupid, man. Oh, my favorite thing is when when people are talking specifically about like race issues in the U.S. and they're like, "Yeah, well, what about Africa? What about Africa? We're talking about the U.S. This is where you live, dude." Yeah, that that's that's some other shit that really annoys me when people want to bring up examples in other countries, although the U.S. and that other country do not share the same like path of growth. Yeah. Like, the, the, there's basically nothing similar between these two countries, except for the fact that they're both first world countries. Yeah. It's, and it's baffling to me. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you can compare some things like, oh, you know what? Some people in this country are tall and play basketball. Some people in that country are tall and play basketball. Hey. What the fuck do you know? But you can't tell me that the economic impact of migrants over in Spain is going to be the same as the economic impact of migrants in the US. Right. You the two you like there's specific very specific things in those lanes that would be comparable, but not a whole lot. Sure. Yeah, like people try to make false equivalencies all the time and it I'm not prepared for that kind of stuff because I don't research other countries. I'm not really interested in deep political issues in other countries. I know some of them on a surface level, but I'm only really interested in the U.S. when it comes to the political climate. I only know basic things about other countries. Stop trying to talk about other countries when we're talking about the U.S., God damn it. <laughs> yeah, unless if there's something that's specifically related to one or the other. Yeah, I mean... Another thing, I'm I'm sorry to keep this this yeah. little chat going, but like another thing that pisses me off is when people try to change the conversation from something that's hard and calculable, like the value of something, let's say the value of the dollar, right, relative mm -hmm. to the other currencies. If somebody wants to transition that conversation over to something intangible, such as respect. Oh, yeah. that's that's the most annoying part to me. Whenever whenever somebody tries to have a conversation about like, oh, you know what? Respect is much more valuable than money. It's like, mm, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What level of respect are we? You, you can't like, even measure respect and like, you can't measure it. Even <laughs> even the, the concept of respect is so nebulous yeah like it's so broad and vague like come on you, you can't i got 10 respect points <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous well anyway God. i i guess to sum everything up don't get into a community that mirrors all your all your own thoughts yeah try to avoid echo chambers it's not healthy yeah listen to people that you disagree with and look into their statistics and so for those of you at home sorry to make this the first episode that i'm back All about right. this kind of shit but when when you at home 
wonder like how I know so much about X, Y, or Z or about person X, Y, or Z. It's because I've sat and I've listened to them yeah. and it's not like, Oh, I'm just making this shit up. No, I've sat and I've listened to these people and I know their talking points and I know that a lot of them are bad talking points. Yep. Ain't that true? Yeah. So yep. moving forward, uh, I wanted to bring up Neo Yokio real quick. We need to talk about Neo Yokio. Okay, so the first thing that I want to say off the rip is don't let anybody ever fucking tell you that that thing is close to being genius. Oh, no, genius. No, not no. at all. <laughs> it's, it's not amazing. It's not genius. I did like a not so 20 to 20 on on the Patreon, okay. just going over my thoughts on, on Neo Yokio. Sure. And I managed to flip myself around completely by the time I finished talking about it. <laughs> at first, I thought it was pretty all right. Like, I like it still, mm-hmm. but I think it's not good. It's just not good. Even even considering your idea that it's a satire. Oh, it is 100% satire. I mean, like, it's... I can see why you would say that. Like, but even with that... Even with that in mind, it's just... It's still bad. I'm... Yeah, I can't... <laughs> I cannot go on record and say the show is good. I do appreciate it, and I, I think it is hilarious, and I think it's smarter than people thought it would be. And even that's kind of like with an asterisk because it depends on your definition of smart. But (laughs) yeah, I like it can't be taken seriously. It can't be taken at face value. And I feel uh, anybody who was really shitting on the show, I think was taking it at face value. And that's just you're looking at it wrong. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because I mean... One of the things that I came to the conclusion about in the in the thing that I had recorded was that there's no way that somebody would put out a product that looked this bad on purpose without there being like an ulterior motive behind it. Yeah, that was, that was one thing that still kind of got me was that the show never looked good. Like, Not once. <laughs> it's like the the backgrounds are mediocre the characters are mediocre like every everything is real passable it's you know c-grade animation through and through yeah and it's not aping an obvious style like something like mike tyson mysteries and scooby-doo or any of the older hanna-barbera cartoons it's not doing that so it's kind of just like what are you pretending to be here yeah and why is it so hard to pinpoint it if I had to say it was close to anything, I would say it's like early 2000s. Yeah, when the styles. worst anime started coming out. Oh, I would definitely agree. Um, when somebody flipped the switch on cheap computer-generated bullshit. Yep, right right around when CG became real cost-effective. <laughs> yeah, yep. That kind of shit. You know, love Hina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some of those Tenchi Muyo series. Oh, man. <laughs> Nikki and I had a conversation about this the other night. Like, some old anime. And, man, a lot of those did not age well. No, absolutely oh, like, not. Oh, man. I was looking at... Um, GTO was a series I really liked when I was in high school. I still I still really like the story. I really like the characters. But the artist got worse. Like, he's been putting out new series of, like, spinoffs of GTO. And the art is legit worse. To the point... I, did, I thought he just had some intern doing it 
Because he got lazy. No, it's him. Like, the fuck happened? Damn. Is it the same guy that did Get Backers? No. He's done... Basically, the the GTO series has been going since, like, the late 80s. Because it started with Shinon Jinagumi. And then he did GTO in, like, the the manga was in, like, the mid-90s. Then he did the Rose Hip series, which is about this, like, assassin girl. And then he went right back to GTO. So, the the series that you mentioned prior to GTO, is it about the same guy? Yeah, it's the same guy. Okay, so before he becomes great teacher Onizuka. So, yeah, he used to be, he, he used to be a, in a gang. And the first series was about him in a gang. And in the U.S., that didn't come out until after GTO. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they're both really good. They're very different. The prequel was much more serious. It's a lot more of an a action drama. And then GTO is more of a comedy. But, yeah, Neo Yokio felt like it was kind of mimicking a lot of those sort of styles, especially in a visual way. But that's not really a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Uh, even the color palettes, like, down the color palettes the animation everything they it's like they picked the worst era to try to copy definitely i thought a lot of the characters hair colors just did not go well with what they had like the dark skin with pink hair and then he would wear a lot of like blues and tans mm-hmm. that is not a good color palette y'all <laughs> no no so and i there were some things that i definitely liked about the show mm-hmm. i like the the skull the, oh, that the was country yeah. skull. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, the the old lady and the robot was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. Me neither. Me neither. There, there's a lot of like weird surprises, and it's fun and it's weird. Like, it's an interesting show. I thought it was hilarious that his cousin from the Hamptons was like the hillbilly. Oh, <laughs> he's in the yeah, fucking yeah. Hamptons, and like, yeah, just fucking this redneck <laughs> out here. <laughs> Yeah. You broke piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He's that's that's the kind of money he's operating on. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I don't know. I think the the show it definitely has interesting things in there. I would recommend that anybody watch it. Definitely. Yeah, it's only six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna kill you to watch yeah. it. At least give like, I don't know, the second and third episode a try. Yeah. Or like maybe the third and fourth. Somewhere in that range. Somewhere, yeah. One of the things that really pissed me off, here's a spoiler chat real quick, is when Jaden Smith found out old girl was a terrorist and oh. he just didn't believe her. Yeah. And then he helps her escape. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. I was like, where did this come from? How had, did this build? He had no reason to help her out other than they were friends and he didn't understand her. Yeah, like, exactly. But she legit said, yeah, I fucking did it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, okay, okay, well, is this going to be a source of great personal conflict? Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, that's, that's we're taking it at face value. Yeah. And help you escape. Same with that, uh, the investigator that showed up. Yeah. I was like, well, hold on. All, all Jaden Smith has to do is talk to his aunt and this problem will go away. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't rely on his aunt a little bit more. Like... She definitely had her shit together and was the only one keeping him keeping him straight. And yet, I mean, I, I think that's kind of a, a 
trope of maturity versus youth kind of thing where she really does know what's going on and like does have his back and he just is being rebellious just because he can. Yeah. I think that's definitely the source of that, but he could have gone to her many times and just solved everything. (laughs) Yeah. That would have sorted out a lot of his problems. It's like a weird ex machina thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. You have the fucking, you basically have the skeleton key to the castle sitting right next to you, but you, you refuse to use it. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Fucking, fucking anime. I, hopefully, I mean, I don't think they're going to do another season. Like, I don't want to see another season. Like, they definitely left the story open-ended, but it also could just end right where it's at. Yeah. Because they did the whole everything is the same kind of thing yeah. as the ending. So that's, that's my least favorite kind of ending. Like, some bitch really does, pulls out a terrorist attack, and then everything just goes back to being normal. I guess I, that's kind of like real life. Yeah, though. I was going to say, like, that just seems <laughs> that seems accurate. It's been three weeks. People are done mourning. People are done caring. You know, we got yeah. the 24-hour news cycle, so pff, here we are. Yeah. It's accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. Yep. God damn, especially in light of recent events. Yeah. Holy shit. That was that was bad. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, um well, I hope everybody who was or is out in Vegas is doing okay. And I hope nobody's loved ones were in that mess, although holy shit, five hundred people. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to get into any politics. It's just, you know, something's got to be done. It's, it happens entirely too often. Holy shit. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Well, thoughts and prayers. I mean, I would say thoughts and prayers, but that's not doing shit. So, Well, that's, yeah, that is mm. kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I got you. So the new the new season of anime starts this week. So the first few things have premiered as of I think Sunday. I've watched a couple thus far. The I watched Shokugeki no Soma season three, where they have already shown the same problem as they did with last season, where they just kind of like breeze through shit way too quick. Uh, we'll see what happens, but it the next couple of arcs get really interesting. So. We'll see how that goes. Then I watched a very short series or a very short, oh yeah, a very short episode of a thing called Love is Like a Cocktail. Something like that. It just seems really cute and nothing else. I probably won't continue watching it, but the episodes are fucking five minutes long. So I don't know. I might. Oh, Italia part two. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the first episode of Black Clover and thus far... It seems questionable. The main character, it's a the basic setting is that they're in it's two dudes. They were orphaned, raised by the church in a world where everyone is a magic user. Everyone's a magic user, some better than others. Some people just use magic in their everyday lives to do, you know, cooking, cleaning, etc. Some people are magic knights that serve the wizard king. The main character wants to become the wizard king, but he can't use magic. He cannot. He's got zero magic potential. There's none whatsoever. And no one 
Like that never happens ever. And then meanwhile, his adopted brother who he was raised with is a magic prodigy. And of course, main character is the Naruto type magic prodigy is the Sasuke type naturally, but naturally it's like they're from the get go from episode one. They feel like they're almost a caricature of that because Naruto was at least mildly likable in the beginning of the story. He gets better as he goes on, but this kid is just so fucking loud and obnoxious for no goddamn reason. Like I might mute the shit the next time I watch it because he is that annoying. That sounds about right. Like for Naruto. Oh man. But I, it's worse though. Does he cry a lot more? No, he doesn't cry. He just yells a lot. Oh, like every fucking sentence for no reason. And everyone around him is just like, dude, why is this guy such a fucking spaz? <laughs> like chill out. Nice. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'll give it three episodes, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm also very curious about Osamatsu Sun season two, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, is that the one with the bowl cut kids? Yeah, it's the the sex tuplets. Okay. Of all the of all the matsus. Okay. That show's silly as hell. If you like gag anime, I highly recommend that one. It's completely fucking off the wall. Denzel, you would hate it. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into some questions before you start dying. Sure thing. Sensual Storm asks. With Halloween coming up, I thought I'd ask you guys what you think about the paranormal slash unexplained. Shit like ghosts, UFOs, etc. Have you ever had any spooky shit happen to you or one of your friends? I don't really put much stock into stuff like this, but I think the stories and folklore behind it is really interesting. Also, Nikki should check out the comic Shade the Changing Girl, which is about an alien thief that flees to the earth and possesses a high school girl who is in a coma. Sounds like an interesting comic. As for the uh, unexplained and the spooky and the paranormal, no, I can't really say I've had any experiences with anything myself. I don't really, I don't fuck with supernatural things, but I don't necessarily believe in it either. Like, I don't think Ouija boards contact demons, but I'm not going to take any chances. That's exactly how I feel. Like, if you tell me a building's fucking haunted, I'm not going to go to that building. Right. Like, I'm not going to, like, go go start banging on you. Like, where you at, ghost? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Hello, spirits. Can you hear me? It's me, your boy. <laughs> oh, shit. What up? Like, I, I have a friend who swears that she's witnessed a ghost, and I just find that to be questionable. But... I'm not going to go to where she was because that everyone says that hill is haunted anyway. So, you know what? Not fucking with it. Nice. I, and I feel that's a very, uh, I feel like that's a very modern African American sort of response. Yeah. Like why, <laughs> like why the fuck would I go do that? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? No, absolutely not. Cause I like even in the, in the off chance that you're wrong, Okay, cool. You're either dead or sold off to Satan. The end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Why Why even risk it? Yeah. I don't know. It. There's something, I think, called Pascal's gam- Gamble. That's, Pascal's Gamble. That sounds about right. 
it's where essentially the idea is uh, if you had to choose between like there being an afterlife and not being an afterlife, the best option to choose is to believe in the afterlife because I mean, if you're wrong and like, okay, worst case scenario is you're dead in the dirt, but if you're right, you go to heaven. Right. Whereas if you're wrong with, you just think there's not shit going on <laughs> and you end up in hell, then well, you're fucked. <laughs> but if you're right, you end up in the dirt and like, depending on how much like weight you put on each one of those, but that's kind of how I look at haunted shit. Like, I'm not going to take the risk. Yeah. Like, oh, I I don't know, man. Just in the event, in the off chance that I'm absolutely wrong. Like, in the off chance. Yeah. There's a... Okay? Just let's... Okay. But if I'm right... Like, if I'm right, I'll be fine. If yeah. I'm wrong, then... Then you're fucked. Yeah. Like, I don't... I saw paranormal activity. I don't want to have the base of my st- spine stepped on yeah. by a demon. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Maddie Tom Tom asks, It's been established before that you guys aren't into Marvel, DC, etc. comics, but I'm interested for what the reason of that is. Personally, I'm a huge fan of DC comics. Not that I hate Marvel or anything. I've just been a huge Batman fan since birth. So that universe is more inviting to me. I'm also personally not a big manga or anime guy, but you guys banter about it makes it more interesting to learn about that stuff. Once upon a time, I've read some of the Black Cat manga, but that's all the experience I have in that department. This comment turned into word vomit, so I'll condense this into two questions. Why the disinterest into comics? And I don't suppose you guys ever read the Black Cat manga? Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks, bud. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm sure I've explained the distinction before, but I'm not really disinterested in American comics. It's just really dense and it's sometimes hard to get into. Plus, I don't really pay for my comics. Tisk tisk tisk. And it's harder to find online resources for American comics. I know they're only like two bucks an issue or something, but... I think Comixology is uh, is one of those platforms that you can use. Oh, well. And then Marvel has Marvel Unlimited. Uh, DC has something similar. Yeah, that's They're, right. Now they've got like actual online subscription stuff. Yeah, yeah. where it's basically unlimited. But um, my guess is you haven't actually looked at it recently. No, not really. Okay. I haven't. Like, there's characters that interest me, but I don't know. It kind of takes a lot to get into, and I didn't really have... A background getting into it i'm i'm interested in the stuff i just haven't gotten around to it that's basically that's, where i'm at that's fair i started reading dc comics around when green lantern rebirth started getting popping mm-hmm. i think it was right at the end of that series that i started reading and then i read the flash rebirth and Batman Year One, I went through and I read a bunch of those comics. One of the things that I had realized about DC and Marvel comics at the time was that they're both extremely hard to get into. Yeah. Like, finding an entry point is fucking hard in those games, or games, but in those, in those comic books, because they're constantly moving and they're constantly changing the story. So... Batman year one is going to be like a good starting point because it's very obvious in what point in the timeline it takes place. Mm -hmm. But if you're reading something like, um, 
the the Batman Revenge of the Night Owls or whatever the fuck that series is called with the Court of Owls or whatever the name of the group is called. You can't like having an entry point into that is difficult. Essentially, what I'm getting at is you miss out on a lot of the background that's important in each of these series when you don't know where to start from. And like, yeah, there are Wikipedia articles and stuff now that'll tell you where you can hop on and hop off the train and like what the best series are in those comics. But it's also just, I mean, like if you want to read everything, if you want to be a completionist, that's even harder. Oh like, yeah. That's, that's impressive <laughs> to logically keep up with all of the stories is difficult Yeah, because they're all over the fucking place. And then they retcon shit constantly like new 52 was retconned recently i believe <laughs> yeah that that's one thing that kills me about american comics is that because there's so many different writers and a lot of the stories kind of overlap between characters and stuff it's very hard to keep up with what's actually canon and mm. what you know what's canon now will probably be retconned later so, exactly <laughs> yeah <I> mean, it's <laughs> it's it's tough to keep up yeah, and uh, that's why I personally prefer a nice one-off. Yeah. Like a nice uh, sh- limited run series, something like uh, Jupiter's Circle or Jupiter's Legacy, Lake of Fire. Uh, fuck, there are, there are a bunch of other ones. I got to look on my computer for them, though. Um, yeah, there are a bunch of series that I prefer reading. Anything that's like short, it's like a limited run that I can finish in one sitting. Because it, it's difficult to keep up, especially with major characters. Something like Invincible, though, like if you were to read Invincible by Image Comics, mm-hmm. like you can definitely read that from start to finish because issue one is issue one. Right. Like straight up. This is the start of the series. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Marvel and DC, issue one is like issue one of this specific story. Yeah, there's no long continuity for anything. Well, yeah, that that's it, even when they start these new arcs and series, <laughs> most of them like, say, Superior Iron Man is one that I read recently. That starts when so much has been established. You know Tony Stark. You know, uh, you know everybody who's involved already this is just a very specific storyline and if you're not familiar with the background of this stuff it'll make no sense that's very true and also another big problem that i have with marvel specifically is like the amazing spider-man ultimate spider-man superior spider-man like which one the fuck is which right like i think superior is the one where doc ock takes over spider-man's body and then ultimate is like in the ultimate 616 universe amazing i don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be i know that's peter parker i know that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and (sighs) it's difficult to tell yeah it's so it's American comics have a high barrier of entry, and that's largely why we don't read them religiously. Yeah, yeah. If a, if a cool story comes out, I'll definitely check it out. And another thing that really pisses me off about American comics is, like, in order to get a full picture of the story that's happening in a story arc, you have to buy, like, 12 different issues from different comics. Yeah, like, big events will span multiple series. Yeah, you have to buy so much shit just to get the complete story. Yeah. And sometimes I've noticed there are just gigantic plot holes without that other issue. 
Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck happened in that other issue? Like, why, why the fuck are they here now? Where, like, what happened last? And then you flip to the back of the issue and says, oh, story continued in Nightwing 212. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. Yeah. I read through Blackest Night. Which oh, was- that was the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. That killed me. That, that was one that I downloaded. It was off of uh, the... the- <laughs> comics board on 4chan uh, off of co and I, and I found that and they they had the courtesy of here's everything chronologically read it like this and i i had to read i mean of course it was mostly a green lantern story so it was primarily that but then there was like hawk was, and dove yeah there was hawk and dove there Swamp was thing. <laughs> yeah there was a, a super boy there was um What's that guy's name? The Man Dead Man? Yeah. <laughs> there was, it was basically every character that had an ongoing story in yeah. DC. Just, just thrown in there. And a lot of these characters, I didn't know them. Like, I didn't know all the shit with, like, Superboy. It's like, that. that was, I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. Man Bat. Didn't even know he existed until then. I knew of Man Bat, but I, I didn't know that he was, like, an actual character that had shit going on. Yeah. Yep. But anyway. Yep. As for Black Cat, I've I've watched a bit of the anime, but I never really got into it. Never heard of it. It's it's a shonen from like oh seven something like that. It was pretty good. But I just never really got into it. Okay. Yeah. But if you like Black Cat, then may I suggest every other shonen ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rip says, Madbull34 and MD Geist are pretty legit, so I'm seconding those recommendations. Either of you ever read Vinland Saga? It's pretty great until the time skip. Picking it up again. I I know nothing. You're saying names that mean nothing to me. Uh, Those are two MD Geist and Mad34? Uh, Mad Bull 34. Mad Bull 34. At first, I thought he was talking about Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> That's also one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, those were recommendations from last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, from questions. Right, uh, right. And Vinland Saga, I've never read. I've heard of it. I just have never watched it. Jubular asks, The anticipated battle between Goku and Jiren is about to take place in Dragon Ball Super. What do you think triggers Goku's new form... And are you buying into the narrative that Jiren is getting his power from his god of destruction, or is he just being super strong on his own? I so as for the the new form, I have a feeling that they're doing this kind of the same way they did um, Super Saiyan three, where he can already go into it. We just haven't seen it yet. He has, just hasn't revealed it, and I like. I think he's just saving it for Jiren or for whoever is strong enough to trigger it, which is probably only Jiren. As for Jiren's strength, I think him being him drawing from a god of destruction or him like being god of destruction. I I don't think so. I think he could probably beat a god of destruction if he's as strong as people are saying he is. But I don't think he's pulling from someone else because. I feel like if that were to get out, he would just be erased just on the spot because we've already seen Zeno is just like, mm, no, fuck you. You're done. <laughs> we, 
Which, by the way, that's some of the... To me, I think that's some of the coolest <laughs> shit they've done in the series. Like, any time, like, a higher power just says, mm, nah, you out. Just because, like, they, they've done so much and these people are, like, so powerful. And then like, nah, you ain't shit. Like, with uh, Zamasu getting erased by Beerus and Frost getting just out. That kind of shit. I, I really dig that. Still never seen it. It's... <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's long, and there's so much, like, filler bullshit. I'm just kind of, like, I, I just treat it as a very light, I don't have to pay attention to this kind of watch, so I'm just kind of throwing it on in the background. So, is it... Is that the one with, like, the Anubis dog thing? Yeah, he's okay. that's Beerus. He's the god of destruction for our universe. Okay. And then there's 12 universes each with their own god of destruction, their own supreme Kai, etc., etc. And then Zeno is basically God, but he's not he's omnipotent, but he's not omniscient. Like he's he's portrayed as very childlike and just kind of fickle and whimsical and just, you know, whatever. But can erase all existence at, on said whim. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I'll have to check it out when the series is wrapped. Yeah, this, it's probably going to go on for quite a while, as with any Dragon Ball series. I'm not sure if they're going to do anything after the current arc, this whole universal tournament kind of thing. It, it, it does have room to continue afterward, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. JLC... JLCLVSA2 game asks Chet's mentioned Dota before. What's his MMR? I'm oof, my my actual ranked MMR is probably like 2.7. My unranked, my hidden MMR as it were is about like 3.3. I never really play ranked, and if I do, I hate it. I hate playing solo. I'm almost always in a 4 or a 5 stack, and that's fun. Because I'm playing with friends and I'm enjoying it. If I'm playing solo, it's so much more stressful and I hate everyone. So, yeah, my my MMR tanks because it's such a different experience. But, you know, you can I, I can say roughly 3K trash. Nice. Yeah. Deskrod asks, I just broke 2K hours on CSGO. What's the game you guys have played the most? Civ. Okay, yeah, I, I but I'd note note that I had to stop playing that. Yeah, any any game, most games where it's like, yeah, I've put in a thousand hours into this. It's usually in the context of, oh, I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I have about eighteen hundred hours into Dota, and I have no idea how much time I put into Marvel Three, but easily those two games more than anything. Because with Marvel, it's at tournaments and stuff, so it's, I can't track my own time. But phew, a lot of time and a lot of money into Marvel because I was constantly answering tournaments, doing money matches. I've made a lot of that money back, but I've also lost a lot of money. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, Leo Larkin asks, Have you guys checked out the internet sensation Half-Naked Australian Man Builds Mud Huts? Primitive technology on YouTube, if you legit don't know. 
on a side episode, on a side note, on a side note, a couple episodes ago, I couldn't help but notice you guys engaged in some tasty survivor bias fallacy when talking about anime. The reason anime from the 80s and 90s seemed better is that the reason the, the reason anime from the 80s and 90s seems better is that the cream has risen to the top and all the shit was forgotten. Shittily made fad chasing lowest common denominator crap has always been Shittily made, fad-chasing, lowest common denominator crap has been and always will be made. Yeah, that is true. You know, I do I do miss the days of, like, 80s and 90s fan service where, like, the fan service was women that actually looked like women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They had, like, the sexy 80s fucking... Uh, swimsuits on and shit and they yeah. had like abs and shit now it's just like cartoon titties yeah like, have you ever seen in real life boobs bouncing like alternating like left and right like one goes up then the other goes up no because that's not how physics works no <laughs> not, not at all boobs work but animes are like like obsessed with that i mean only <laughs> only some terrible ones but they, they keep doing that yeah yeah, 80s fan service was like really, really thin women, though. Yeah. And I'm Th- like thin, normal looking women in the expensive more, ones. Yeah. In the, in the high end, expensive yeah. anime, the women who looked like women. I also liked when, when fan service wasn't afraid to show a titty just, just for the sake of showing a titty. Cause now it's, you have this, you know, double G cup perky 17 year old girl. And she'll be wearing, you know, nipple clamps. No, more like seashells. She'll be wearing seashells and you'll never see a nipple throughout the entire series. Like, why go that far just to stop short? As for uh, the, what's his name? Primitive technology. I'll find his videos and stuff like floating across Facebook. I find it very interesting, but that's literally the extent of my opinions on it. (laughs) I've seen it once or twice. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to learn how to do it. Right. It's, it's cool, but I don't think I'm ever going to be in a survivalist type experience. And I know some basic stuff. Like I know how to get fresh water next to the ocean from a river, et cetera, et cetera. I know really basic, very essential survival things. I don't need to know how to build a house. If I'm out, if I'm out in the woods, that's fair. And if I'm ever in that situation, you know, I'll I'll improvise. I'm not going to get to his level anyway. Yeah, it's not like all the homes are going to disappear right. out of nowhere. Yeah. So as far as Deskrod's question from last week goes, where he says he wants to upgrade his processor. Yeah. Does it say what the old version of the processor is? He's got... He just says he's got an i5. Okay, so if you're if you're upgrading your processor, you may need to upgrade your motherboard as well. Oh yeah, do definitely watch out for that. Yeah, because there there are different socket types, and all you're gonna do is fuck up your chip. <laughs> and of course, with a new motherboard comes new RAM. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna get a new processor, you may need to upgrade your entire shit. Right. And if you're upgrading. You know your motherboard, your RAM, and your processor. Then you're building a new computer, right? Right. There. That is ninety percent. Well, 
70% of your cost, the other 30 being your graphics card. Yeah. Luckily, you've already got one of the current Gen 1s, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to upgrade your stuff, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't upgrade anything until you have the money for everything. Yeah, trying to do it piecemeal gets it, a little... Especially if you're trying to do it piecemeal to a new chipset. Yeah. Like, if you're going from, like... LGA 20, I don't know what the numbers are anymore, but I think the current one is 2011. Uh, if you're going to LGA 2011 from LGA whatever it is currently, then you're going to just have to buy everything anyway. I wouldn't go out and invest any money in it until you have the money. And if you have the money saved at a certain point and the new chipset is out, then you might as well just buy that one. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd drop my two cents in on that. Yeah. 085 asks, Hola, amigos. Real question for the both of you, or if you have a guest, they can put their two cents in as well if they'd like. My question is, do you find it frustrating that when you're doing online dating and it seems like every other woman has a must requirement in order to be a potential candidate for dating? Like, must be over six feet tall, no dark guys, blacks, Latinos, Indians. And is it wrong for me to think that if they have a requirement like the one mentioned, they should be required to at least put their weight on their profile or results of a personality test that they took. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that double standard. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I haven't done any online dating myself, but I hate that shit. We had a really good family friend who was, she she's, she's on some other shit, but for the longest time, she would only date white guys. Only, only, only date white guys. And she's Thai like born in Thailand. And then my, my dad started talking with her and like, Hey, you know, you really shouldn't, you know, keep your eyes so close, you know? And then like he introduced her to that's racist. (laughs) 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 He he ended up like through, through chance ended up introducing her to this real nice black dude that she started dating. And then she only dated black dudes. Only, only, only more like you didn't learn anything here. And she wouldn't even talk to other people. It wasn't like she only ended up dating white guys. No, she wouldn't even look at Asian dudes. She wouldn't look at Latino guys. It was, yeah, I hate that shit. I've never been a fan of it, but I mean, people have their preferences. Yep. And And those weird standards, I guess the standards are helpful when you say like, I don't date black guys on your profile. Right. Because then that weeds them out real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, dating chat all aside. Let's get into voicemails. Was that oh, the yeah. last one? Yeah, that was the last one. All right. Yeah, let's get into voicemails. Well, hey there, boys. It's me, TK. Aspiring country music artist. I- I'm sorry that I'm whispering, but I know that Denzel was uh, feeling that well. And I got a level with you fellas. I-, I ain't been feeling so good myself either. These goddamn... Autumn slash fall allergies are just, they're just bending me over, boys. They're just bending me over. <laughs> God damn it. So I got a question for you. How long does an anime gotta be before it's too long? Some anime, they, they space themselves out decent and good. And other ones just seem to carry on for fucking ever. Uh, 
I heard you. Heard you talking some shit about Inyasha. Which was a little bloated, but goddamn it, I didn't have nothing else to watch on the weeknights or whatever, whenever uh, Adult Swim plays Inyasha. But I would say others, I can completely understand how you, uh, you get real, you know, burn out on like, well, One Piece, for example. Probably the worst. But I did watch all of the, of the Naruto and the Naruto Shippuden or whatever the fuck it's called. I can't be expected to pronounce these things. I can't pronounce English right, for God's sake. How the fuck am I going to pronounce Japanese right? Can't expect these things from me. It's expecting too much. Anyways, it's gone too long. Y'all keep it classy. Love you. Bye. I would say that the quality of the anime dictates how long it's allowed to be. Yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho is 112 episodes, but that entire series is fucking golden. And it moves right along, too. There's only a couple of slow segments in that series. Yeah. So while it's it's long, it's 112 episodes, but it's not it's not a grind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, I would say any unknown series, uh, before I would have said 26 episodes, but now I'm going to say 12 to 16 episodes mm-hmm. is going to be my cutoff for, like, you're getting too long. Because I've seen good anime take place in 12 episodes, yeah. 14 episodes, 16 episodes. So if it's, if it's any longer than that, I'm going to say, well, you're taking too much of my time. <laughs> I would say my cutoff for a long anime would be 52. Yeah, There's, that seems more reasonable. Yeah. I, I, I Because I'm watching more anime now, largely because of Nikki and this podcast... I'm more I'm I'm actually less tolerant of long series like I used to only really fuck with long series because I was only really into shonen and most of those just tend to go on forever but now I'm like okay well you really can get shit done in one season why do you need three yeah if you're not gonna fucking say anything so yeah, I, I but I would say the cutoff for what I would consider a long series would be I guess fifty two. Anything more than four seasons, you're in for a you're strap on in, you're in for a trip. Agreed. What up you nerds? Uh, this is a fumbling EDH player again. Not talking about EDH this time, I know it's surprising. I wanna comment one thing about the PewDiePie incident, which is like the basically saying the N word. There is one there's like Two ways, like white people should get a, like can get away with it. One, um, disappear off the face of the map. Don't talk to anyone. Uh, move into the woods and become a hermit. <laughs> or B, man up, face a whole crowd of people you pissed off and said I fucked up, and I'm sorry. That's it. Because I think that's what PewDiePie did. He said I fucked up. I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. They'll then hopefully we'll all move on. As this come from a different perspective, but that's just me. Anyway, have, uh, have a nice day, guys. Take care. 
the funniest part is a few like a week later he almost said it on stream again yeah yeah he, he was this close it was really funny he said he was starting to say nibba which is like the the ultra meme lord version of it you know when you put the two emoji bees mm-hmm. but like he said yeah i'm a nib nope not even gonna say it not even gonna say the the, the weird version of it it's like Dude, don't don't fuck with that right now. No. I mean, don't fuck with it ever, really. But right now, especially. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, I I do agree that, you know, the whole apologize and move on method is pretty effective. And it definitely works for a lot of people. But I, his apology was weak. And it's not his first instance. So I think people are kind of kind of done with him. But I mean, I, I'm not his core audience, but anybody that was on the fringes, <laughs> right? The I'm, media's done with him. Corporate sponsors are going to be done f- with him for a while. Yeah. So we'll see. Yep. Hi, y'all. This is Jim Mississippi. I'm calling because I got to talk about my favorite game, Destiny 2. I got to say, though, because um, in Destiny 2, they have a, a big wall to protect all these illegal aliens from coming, in, you know, coming on our turf. I say though, it kind of like would be like if Donald Trump was elected president. Yo, Trump. Anyway, I'm done. I'm gonna go fuck my sister now. Take care, y'all. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Like, is this like legit the worst accent ever, or is this is this parody? Now I understand. Good choice. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait until Destiny Two comes out on PC. I'm oh, so stoked for yeah. it. I might actually play it. play it. All right, yeah, we can rate up. Yeah. So, nerd, I got a, I got a question that I actually don't know if either of you guys will be able to answer for me because Chet's already got a weirdo cosplay girlfriend, and Denzel doesn't get any motherfucking pussy. So, but maybe, maybe the listeners can weigh in on this one. Uh, basically, uh, within the next three months, my girlfriend. Damn. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to. How to increase her threshold for anime shit. Like, because basically, I mean, I'm not huge in the anime, but like, I'm trying to get into playing uh, Persona, oh. and like, I'm into JRPGs and shit, so, and like Dragon Quest, shit like that. So, I'm trying to, I don't want her to be weirded out by all the, the weird ass tropes in anime. So, uh, I'm just trying to figure I just want her to know that I'm just as embarrassed. Uh, for liking this shit as she is for watching me watch it. So, uh, any tips you guys got uh, would be good. Alright, peace. Only play good shit for her when she's around. Yeah. You gotta keep it like in digestible chunks. One episode at a time and then maybe two at a time <laughs> and then ease her into a movie. But it's gotta be something like really well animated like Akira or the Ghost in the Shell movie. Get her some some Ghibli, you know. Yeah, that's that's real easy. Those are those are produced by Disney in the U.S., so that's real easy to get into. Yeah. yeah. So I can actually kind of speak on this from the other way around, because you know I've been into anime and video games and stuff for basically all my life. But Nikki is way more into anime than I am especially when we were first dating and when she first moved in and everything. So like what she kind of did to wean me into it was that when it was her like hyper garbage Maho Shoujo kind of trash that I have no interest in, I just wouldn't be around for it. And she would just, 
she would consume that on her own. But if it was something that she thought I might actually be interested in that she was going to watch anyway, then she, we would sit down and watch together. And she got me more into certain series. I got her into more in certain series. If you're coming from zero, that's a little harder. You know, just stick with some real entry level stuff and do explain to her that you you do you are aware that some of this is garbage. <laughs> you know, just because it has bouncing titties on the screen. This isn't porn. I know she's only 14 years old with G cups. I know it's not porn. Just it's part of the story. It's really good. It's about friendship. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Never try to justify justify huge anime titties on anime children. Yeah. That's that's a good start right there. Just don't try to justify it. Yeah, just but if if it does come up, just admit that it is terrible and just move on. You sound like a rational person, so I believe in you. We'll see. And for the record, I am seeing somebody now. It's not my girlfriend, but I'm seeing somebody. Just like much like much like the other girl I was just seeing. Who definitely wanted to be more than just seeing. Yeah, she left her fucking toothbrush over here. <laughs> Hope she had a backup. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys and girls, that was another episode of Real Nerd Hours. Thanks for listening. If you would like to follow us on Facebook, you can like our page on Facebook.com slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at X Real Nerd Hours. You can follow me at, at Bushido Brown SD. You can follow Denzel. At that Denzel. Excellent. You can give us a call at 413 Savage One. You can leave a voicemail. You can you can follow the show on Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash real nerd hours. You can also submit a question via email at uh, askrnh at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Thursday. Have a good night.